next on the 5 o'clock report. If we lose, Putin wins. Zelensky demands the American taxpayer gives him another $61 billion. Redraw its congressional districts. Not in a moment of panic. Harvard's hypocrisy. She just beat the Nazis when they invaded. We had to hide things from parents. It literally just sent the spirit present. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. We're awaiting a press conference at any moment between President Biden and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky at the White House. Zelensky asking lawmakers and the president for money to fight Russia. He spent the morning in front of Congress. New York senior Senator Chuck Schumer says he's on board. If we lose, Putin wins. And this will be very, very dangerous for the United States. House Speaker Mike Johnson said the issue is how much is being asked. The Biden administration seems to be asking for is billions of additional dollars with no appropriate oversight, no clear strategy to win, and, and none of the answers that I think the American people are owed. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance agrees. He says we're writing another blank check for Ukraine. Zelensky comes to town and demands the American taxpayer gives him another $61 billion and oh, by by the way, if you want to secure your border first, you are actually a Putin puppet. He said this publicly. I think it's disgraceful. I think it's grotesque. This is Zelensky's third trip to Washington since the war with Russia started nearly three years ago. To date, the U.S. government has provided $113 billion in aid to Ukraine. There was a big decision out of New York's highest court about an hour ago on the maps used to decide political districts in the Empire State. It could impact the balance of power in the U.S. House. The New York Court of Appeals has ordered New York State to once again redraw its congressional districts before the 2024 elections. The Bipartisan Independent Redistricting Commission will create the new districts, but the Democrat-controlled state legislature gets the final say. Democrats drew a new map in 2022, but Republicans sued because they said it gave Democrats too much of an advantage. The state ended up with a map that favored Republicans and contributed to Democrats losing control of the House in 2022. This new map is expected to give Democrats an advantage, at least on paper. It will be released by the end of February. Harvard's governing board has voted to keep their president, Claudine Gay, after intense testimony before Congress last week on anti-Semitism. The college said she was under pressure while she was testifying. We need to make decisions about leadership based on a sober view of what a person has done and what they have the potential to do and not in a moment of panic. Analyst Mark Thiessen says the decision says a lot about Harvard University. Well, I'll give you a perfect example of Harvard's hypocrisy. Earlier this year, the Harvard women's hockey coach, Katie Stone, who's a friend of mine, I went to high school with her, was forced out because during a talk in the locker room, she told players this team has too many chiefs and not enough Indians. And there was a Native American player and she felt unsafe because she made that comment, which is not in, in any way a bigoted comment whatsoever. She's forced out, but the president of Harvard goes up to Capitol Hill and says that and says that it depends on the circumstances of whether calling for the genocide of the Jewish people is offensive, and she gets to keep her job. So the Harvard hockey coach says something completely innocuous, and she's out. The, the winningest coach in women's hockey in the entire country. 20% of young people in this country are Holocaust deniers. One in five think the extermination of the Jews during World War II was a myth. Here's former White House Press Secretary Ari Fleischer. My mother came to this great country in August of 1939. She just beat the Nazis when they invaded Poland. She fled the Nazis and got out just in time. I have hardly any relatives left on my mother's side because very few came with her. Yeah, the Holocaust was real. Former Congressman Daryl Issa blames the rise in Holocaust deniers 
lectures on political indoctrination at American universities. College campuses have created a norm that some things are allowed because the liberal left likes them and some things are not allowed because conservative thought or pro-America likes them. That's got to end. Now to the war in the Middle East. It is day 67. Here's Israel's defense minister. Israel will take any measures in order to destroy Hamas, but we have no intention to stay permanently in Gaza Strip. The Israeli military now controls the main square of Gaza City as it continues to root out and destroy the Hamas terror network. A couple of teachers are suing the middle school in California where they used to work. They were dismissed for questioning a district policy that required they lie to parents about students' gender identity. When we were told that we had to hide things from parents, I mean, I just looked around the room like, is this real? Is this, this is really happening? This seems crazy. This seems like the school wants it to be the parent. I received an email from the counseling office and it had a long series of names of students in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And it said these students are now going to be referred to by these other names and parents are not aware. Lori West and Elizabeth Mirabelli both worked for a middle school near San Diego. They were placed on administrative leave for refusing to play ball with the district's trans gender-friendly policy. And you and I plan to spend about the same or a little more on Christmas this year. That's despite inflation being stubbornly high. Experts warn, be careful though about racking up debt because the bills always come due in January. For the last two years, the government sent checks to help us get through the pandemic and to make sure we didn't go into a recession. For most people, that money's gone. And what we want to be very careful about is not to continue to do the kind of spending we did the last couple of years, because now they're going to go on credit cards and now you're going to have to pay interest after the holidays. And that could really hurt because interest rates are up and your debts are going to be much bigger than they were in the past. Fred Floss is an economics professor at the University of Buffalo in Western New York. Still to come on the five o'clock report a windy night ahead anti-semitism in pennsylvania public schools and how to handle the difficult uncle at christmas a conversation with focus on the family those stories after weather with kevin williams here is your family life regional weather forecast later tonight and tomorrow variable clouds and snow flurries low tonight 20s the high tomorrow 30s the lake effect snow could leave some small accumulations in central new york late tonight and tomorrow several inches from syracuse north through oswego then on thursday partly sunny high temperatures mid 30s to the middle 40s thank you kevin checking the stories making news where you live across new york and pennsylvania our top story is the wind wind gusts could hit 50 miles an hour at times in northern erie niagara and genesee counties a wind advisory is in effect until six tonight in the far reaches of western new york and four to eight inches of snow possible by tomorrow in oswego county off lake ontario inflation may have tamed just a little bit but it's still causing a strain to most americans you need about 120 dollars today to afford what a hundred dollars was able to buy you back in November of 2019. And that is clearly something that the Fed will be focusing on and discussing when they release their policy decision tomorrow. It is likely the Fed will continue a pause in interest rate hikes. Those numbers impact your ability to get good rates on a car or a house. Pro-lifers point out that in Pennsylvania this year, half of all the abortion facilities failed at least one health 
health inspection. This comes says Governor Shapiro acts to cut funding to more than 80 pregnancy care centers across the Commonwealth. Pennsylvania lawmakers are working on a bill that would ban TikTok on all state-owned devices. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has the story. Sarah, the bill made it out of a House committee today and is on its way to the floor for a full House consideration. Under the legislation, all government agencies would need to remove the TikTok application from state networks and implement measures to make sure the app is not installed. Senator Kristen Phillips says the cybersecurity risk of TikTok is so significant it is a Pennsylvania issue. That's on government-owned devices. In the private sector, TikTok is used by two of every three American teenagers. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Pennsylvania House Republicans have unveiled a series of bills aimed at combating anti-Semitism at schools. Here's Representative Aaron Coffer. I can't believe I have to stand here at a podium in 2023 to tell people this, but anti-Semitism is wrong. The GOP wants to designate acts of anti-Semitism as harassment and bullying under Pennsylvania state law. The legislation also mandates curriculum transparency and Holocaust education. Here's Representative Kristen Marcel. Teaching about the Holocaust is not just about learning history. It is about safeguarding democratic values and promoting a more just and tolerant society. In New York, many schools are taking a look at their rules when it comes to anti-Semitism on campus. Here's Family Life's Jeremy Miller. Governor Hochul said schools found not in compliance with federal and state laws protecting students from discrimination could be deemed ineligible to receive state and federal funds. Cornell University President Martha Pollack said the university condemns calls for genocide of any people, saying it would be a violation of school policies. Syracuse University Chancellor Kent Siverud said advocating for the genocide of Jews violates the university's code of conduct and SU should expect more of the campus community. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. If you're heading toward a family gathering in the next two or three weeks, which has you a little bit anxious, here's some advice from a Christian counselor. Jeremy Keaton of Focus on the Family tells Family Life News that people who anticipate uncomfortable get-togethers can improve things by doing some intentional preparation within yourself and with people in your immediate household. Let's listen in. Think about, okay, who do I want to be? God, who do you want me to be going into this time? Visualize yourself being who you want to be. What is the quality you want to display? Again, not a day where you're going to solve all the problems, that you're going to fix something. You really want to say, what is integrity for me? And preparing your heart with some reflection. Some people like to journal. Some people have different ways of preparing and connecting with the Lord. Find that. Practice that. Begin to ask people that you admire and you know they walk with the Lord, how do you connect with the Lord in ways that that I can take uh, some advice from so that I'm grounded going to family gathering? You may need to kind of have some signals. You need to know your limits when you need a break. You may need some a wink, a nod, a hand signal that says, you know, this is the moment when, when we need a walk, or at least I need a walk. Need 10 minutes out outside of the house because some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. Know what you need to do to be a team together with your loved ones. We'll also be talking about reducing the stress of holiday busyness tomorrow during the Family Life Noon Report. Local counselor Christopher Anderson will be here for our Real Answers feature. It's time next for tonight's Market Report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are up today. All three major indexes on a six-week winning streak, but this week holds some highly anticipated economic news. 
The consumer price index data for the month of November rose 0.1%. That was higher than the consensus and the prior report, which showed no increase. CPI year-over-year rose 3.1%. That was in line with the consensus and slightly lower than the prior report of 3.2%. Hourly earnings month-over-month rose 0.4%, higher than expected. Hourly earnings year-over-year rose 4%. That's in line with the consensus and the prior report. Tomorrow, the Federal Reserve will meet to announce their interest rate decision affecting not only U.S. banks but other global banking lenders. Oracle reported earnings and fell 9% in after-hours trading after missing expectations due to a loss of sales in cloud services and license support. Automaker Ford is cutting its EV pickup truck production in half for 2024 as EVs are growing less popular. The S&P 500 sector gains coming from materials and IT, losses coming from energy and utilities, crude oil closing below $69 a barrel. The Dow gained 173 points, the Nasdaq rose 100, and the S&P 500 was up 21. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. Albert Einstein is often credited with saying the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I am Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. We often ignore symptoms that reveal the need for change, especially with our finances. Here are some examples. Worrying that you'll bounce a check. Cringing every time the phone rings because it might be a bill collector. Paying a reconnect fee to the utility company to get services back on. Fighting with your spouse about money on a regular basis and regretting that you can't be as generous as you'd like. Those are the symptoms. The solution is deciding to live by God's financial principles. We can help. You'll find everything you need to know at faithfi.com. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the church with 141 baptisms on a Sunday. We spoke with the pastor and he's got some incredible things to say about what happened after one last peek at weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Sure nice to see that sunshine today, but a cold front coming through will bring a quick return to cloud cover and a little spotty precipitation. The call for the night tonight, a breezy evening with clouds returning and a rain or snow shower in spots. Then later tonight into tomorrow, plenty of clouds and some snow flurries. Small lake effect snow accumulations will be possible across areas southeast of Lake Ontario to include areas from Syracuse up to Oswego. Low temperatures tonight, 20s and low 30s. High temperatures tomorrow in the 30s. Thursday will be partly sunny with high temps in the 30s to near 40. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, a church in Simpsonville, South Carolina, made national headlines this week for baptizing 141 people on a single Sunday. Nearly half of them made the decision that morning. Lead Pastor Wayne Bray spoke with me about it today. Let's listen in. It was like living in the book of Acts. It seemed as if we were in the pages ourselves. Can you tell me why? I've never been a part of anything that that sizable as far as that many people making decisions in one day. We've seen a lot of people baptized over a period of a year, but that moment seeing that many people make decisions, for me, it really did. It was kind of reminiscent of thinking of Pentecost. It was a feeling of you could literally just sense the Spirit's presence there with us that day. It was really special. I asked him with the Asbury 144-hour revival and then the movie Jesus Revolution making Netflix's 
America's top five, those mass baptisms at Pirate's Cove in California. Is there something going on? Jesus was full of both grace and truth. And I do think that is somewhat of an equation that the church has lost over the last several decades. We're either really focus on being committed to truth, maybe with a lack of grace, or being committed to grace with a lack of truth. And I think that's the unique thing. God blesses a church and blesses a people when they are really full of both. The more we're like Jesus, the more he's blessing what we're doing. And so I hope and pray this is the beginning of maybe a, a nationwide revival. I do. He said that our people are seeing God work because they're willing to yield their own preferences for his greater purpose. An incredible story of a merciful God, a faithful church in Simpsonville, South Carolina, and 141 lives saved on a single Sunday. That is the world that we live in for Tuesday, the 12th of December. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.